Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Provo 36th Ward YSA Come Follow Me podcast. My name is Samuel Robenheimer, and I am super, super excited to start this up and get this going. Um, As this is the first episode, I would like to introduce myself. And in doing so, I hope that that will help you guys understand a little bit as to why I study the way I study, why I discuss the things I discuss, and kind of what my goal is for this podcast as well. Um, I was born in South Africa, and my family had to leave because there was a lot of crime, and we had a lot of bad things happen to my family. Um, And from there, I moved to Botswana, which is a beautiful, beautiful place, but very, very much so third world. So I've seen a lot of things in my early childhood that have allowed my perspective to be shaped in a way that I see things a little differently than others might. Um, And then I moved to Utah um, right before I turned eight. And obviously everyone knows that Utah has a lot of members. So I went from a place in South Africa where there aren't a ton of members, where there's a lot of crime, there's a lot of bad stuff going on, to a place where everything is different, everything is happy, everything has changed. And a lot of that is because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, um, which allowed me to grow in my excitement and my understanding of the gospel of Jesus Christ in a way that I wouldn't have been able to if I lived in South Africa. From there, I went on a mission to Texas, where I served in the Bible Belt, and I loved every second of getting to know other people and other faiths and their beliefs and growing my beliefs along with their beliefs and finding the connections that we have with other people. Um, From there, I came home and bounced around in a couple of majors until I am now a psych major a psychology major, and I love it. Um, I'm hoping to go into um, therapy, um, especially for people of our age, college age, um, as it is so vitally important for us to continue to grow mentally and physically and all these different things. Um, With this all in mind, I hope that that can guide you guys and help you understand why I discuss or view things the way I view them. As well as my goal for this podcast, I do not intend to share and go deep into the doctrine and discuss points for for a long time. I hope to introduce the the weeks come follow me thoughts and thoughts and ideas and allow you guys to grow in some of your excitement, some of your intrigue. I hope to encourage and prompt you guys to study for yourself, to dig into the scriptures and find and grow from your own studying. As I know for myself that as I have experienced the scriptures, if I, as I have experienced the gospel of Jesus Christ in my life, that is where my testimony has grown the most. And that is my goal for you guys. Um, and I'm hoping that you guys will be able to do that. And I'm hoping also that I can get some of you guys involved in this in the coming weeks and the coming episodes, as I feel that as we share our testimonies with each other, as a ward, we will grow stronger. Now, to get on to this week's podcast and this week's topic, um, this being the third through the ninth, I am super excited to share, as we know, um, Genesis 1 and 2, and then Moses 2 and 3, and Abraham 4 and 5 are all about the creation of the earth and everything on it, and everything in heaven as well. And I love these verses, I love these chapters and everything that they teach. Now, the three main points 
that the church is hoping for us to gain from these, as well as the things we learn individually for ourselves, um, are these. Under the direction of Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ created the earth. Marriage between man and a woman is ordained of God. And God blessed and sanctified it the sanctified, excuse me, the Sabbath day. I love those three topics. And I've studied them all significantly in my life, actually. And they have all come to help me to understand who our Heavenly Father and His Son Jesus Christ are and what they want for us and how we can continue to grow on our own. Uh, I love and hope that you guys can find that excitement as well through the story of the creation. Now, we all know it. We've all read it. And what I think is so cool is each of these chapters, each in Genesis and then Moses and then Abraham, it's the same story from a different perspective. And it allows us to grow in our understanding. Um, we all know that God created the lights in, in the heaven and or God created light, you know, the, the let there be light and there was light. And then he created the earth, the land on the earth and the oceans. And then he created all of the plants and the stars and everything in the sky and then the animals. And then on the sixth day, we know that he created man, um, Adam and Eve. And I, I love in a lot of ways the non-religious perspective of this as we look at the stories of evolution and the ideas behind the world being created by a big bang they aren't unfathomable unfathomable when we read these chapters um which is also super cool because in a lot of ways people believe that science and the education and the knowledge we gain on this earth contradicts the gospel, which for me is not true. And my understanding of all those things has helped me to grow in my understanding of the scriptures. So that's something I actually invite you guys to look at as you study these chapters is how they help us understand, especially Abraham 4. Um, there's a couple verses where it mentions that God, they they create something and then they wait for it to happen, which is super cool um, for me to read. Another thing that I love is the perspective, especially in Abraham 4, that this gives. As we know, um, for the first topic, it says, under the direction of Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, under the direction of Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ created the earth. Um, a lot of people when they read Genesis 1 on their own, they're like, okay, God is creating the earth. But you have to understand there's something called divine investiture of authority. And why that's important is because Jesus Christ himself is the one talking in these verses. He is the one who is talking as God, which is interesting because as you study the rest of the Old Testament, you realize that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is referring to Jehovah, to Jesus Christ, um, which is so important because you see that his role in the creation and the growth of all mankind has played since the beginning of time, uh, which is super cool. And I hope that's something that you guys will study a little more in depth on. And I love the perspective that Genesis 4 brings. It mentions and words things slightly differently. A couple things that I love as you study this creation story, is at the end of each day, 
you read that God looks over his creation and he says something along the lines of, and it is good. He views his creations as something that is good. He takes joy. He takes pride in what he creates. And then it goes on in verse 31 of Genesis. um, It mentions the sixth day and God has created man. And it goes on to say, and it is very good. So he's looking on what he created, man on the earth, and he is not saying it is good. He's saying it is very good. And I love that because God loves us. He loves his children and he wants us to be successful in our lives. And that is why he has created the earth. That is why he has created his plan of salvation, which is so, so cool. But in Abraham 4, you read things a little differently and I'm not going to spoil it, but I would hope that you guys, as you read, will look at the differences, especially in Abraham 4. And why did why did God include those things? Why would he want us to have that and see that perspective of the creation? I, I, super cool stuff. Um, a couple of questions that I'd invite you to read or think about as you read, I mean, are when God creates, why does he do it? As well as what does God get out of it? Now, I like to believe in some ways that God and Jesus Christ are a lot more like us than we we view they are. I believe personally that they have different personalities, that they find joy in different things, and they enjoy beauty. I mean, you look at the earth around us. We live in Utah. It's gorgeous here. And all the different things that we have, God has created all those things, and they are beautiful. And I love that. And that is what the story of Genesis brings to me is how much God and Jesus Christ not only love us, but how much they love doing what they do. They are doing it for us and to create beauty. And we are part of that beauty. On the next section, the next topic is marriage between man and a woman and how it is ordained of God. Now we read these verses um, and they're all the same. Almost every single chapter that it suggests, it's the same story. Except for once again, Abraham 4. Um, it's slightly different, but that's because Abraham is worded slightly different. And it brings in a slightly different perspective, which I love. And I'm excited for you guys to read and gain that perspective as well. As not a lot of us read Moses and Genesis and the Pearl of Great Price in general. Now, going with that, it talks about how God creates Eve out of a rib that he has taken from Adam. And that can be a little confusing and a lot of people are like, eh. But in a lot of ways, it's not as much about that as it is about the symbolism. So as you read these verses, I hope you look at the symbolism. It talks about how God creates Eve because Adam needs a help meet. He needs someone who is with him. And as people in Hawaii say, I'm sure none of us are focusing on dating or getting married, which I hope you know I'm kidding about. Um, that is what all of us are probably thinking about the most in our lives. But... The questions that these verses bring to my mind um, are, who am I dating? Who am I in any relationship with? Are these people helping me meet God, meet my, my abilities, meet my potential? Am I dating people who are going to help me accomplish those things and be my help me in my life, be someone who will support me? 
as well as am I that person who will do that for somebody else? I love those verses. And I hope that you guys are able to read those in that way as well, or at least in a way that makes you view your importance. Now, there is something vitally important in there that it mentions. And all the time I read over it and I kind of skim over it, but it talks about how we are created in the image of God, which everyone's like, duh, of course we're created in the image of God. Why would that be surprising? But what's so important about that is God created us to be like him. It's something that he has taught us because he wants us to know these things. He wants us to know that we can and are like him, that we have identities, that we have the opportunity to progress eternally, and that we can live on this earth and become like him one day. Now, I hope that that is a question as well that you study. Why does God want us to know these things? Not only for the fact that we are created in the image of God, but for all of these scriptures. Every time we read, we should be asking ourselves, why is this important? Why would God want me to know this? And in doing so, it helps us bring the scriptures to ourselves, to our personal lives, which is so vitally important for the growth of our testimonies. And the next section is that God blessed and sanctified the Sabbath day, which is a fun one because in a lot of ways, I may keep the Sabbath day holy in a different way than everyone else. While a lot of people go out for dinner as a family or go on a hike or go on a walk or sit and do nothing in their homes, there's no wrong way to keep the Sabbath day holy. I mean, that's a lie. There are plenty of ways that you can not keep the Sabbath day holy, but there are not a lot of ways that are specific. Yes, the Sabbath day is a day where we should be worshiping and following and serving God, but it's also a day of rest. And I think it's interesting in all of these chapters, every time it mentions the first, like the two verses, I think it's Genesis 2 verses 2 and 3, and then Abraham 5 and Moses 3 or something like that. Um, They're all the same verses, 2 and 3. And it talks about how God rests on the seventh day. Something that I think is kind of interesting and a perspective I like to have is everything on this earth and everything we do is symbolic of something we will do in heaven. Um, We gain education now because knowledge, like we learn about, is eternal. We will continue to gain knowledge in the next life. Um, We keep the Sabbath day holy here. And God rested on the seventh day. While I don't believe God necessarily needed the physical rest or the mental rest, I think in a lot of ways he sat down to appreciate everything that he had created and to take it all in. The Sabbath day is a day where we need to reconnect and view everything from our complete perspective. It's where we look at our week, where we rest where we try and change who we are slightly by viewing ourselves through the past week. And there's a lot of ways to do that. There are so many ways to re-bring ourselves to God. Something that my family does that I love is we go on hikes or we go to the mountains or something on Sunday afternoons and evenings, more so in the summer as it is warmer. But we go somewhere where we can be away from the everyday life from the norm 
and we sit and we enjoy it. And nature is something that I love. And it's something that this chapter, these chapters talk about is God's creations. But those are the things I hope that you guys can focus on as you study these verses, as you study these chapters is who is God to us? Why does he do what he does? And uh, why is it so important for us to serve him, to follow him and make sure he is a vital part of our lives in every perspective, whether it be dating and marriage or how we keep the Sabbath day holy or how we treat the world around us um, and those around us. It's so important. I'm hoping that I can get you guys involved and I am hoping that you guys will be open and happy and excited to be involved as well as we go forward. My phone number I would love you guys to share some of your thoughts, your insights, the the scriptures that you have seen that stick out to you. And I hope to share that in each episode going forward. And I hope to also bring some of you or all of you at some point in to discuss some of your thoughts, your ideas, some of the words and things that stick out to you. As once again, I believe that everybody's perspective is so important and so vital for growing our testimonies and growing together and towards the same goal. I love every one of you. Oh, and I said I was going to give you my script, my phone number, which I will do. Um, if you have any scriptures, if you have any thoughts, if you have anything you would like to suggest to improve this podcast and make it a little better, um, please text me. My phone number is 385-301-6293. Um, feel free to text me. Any ideas, any thoughts, any scriptures you have as well as if you lose my phone number here, you can always pull it up in LDS tools or go find somebody who knows me. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope as we go forward, this becomes a little more efficient and a little more inclusive and exciting for everyone. Um, Thank you so much. Have a fantastic week and go study, come follow me.